This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Okay. Wow. Uh, a lot of things happened right there with that rejoiner. Yep, that happened earlier here on Canty and Carlin. Uh, clock mismanaged me, crickets. You know, Chad was just along for the ride. He's like, what is happening? Shay's talking. She's not. People are yelling. It's fine. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80. Shay Cornette, Chad Brown here filling in for the guys. Not filling in, though, is our producer, Shannon. And Eric on the boards. And you two are going off the rails with the clock. We're going to get things right here in the final countdown, the last hour of Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. But maybe that final countdown more leans towards 76ers. Because Daryl Morey confirmed essentially earlier today that Harden has requested a trade. He wants out of Philadelphia. And they're looking for something in return. They don't just want a bunch of draft picks. They want someone that can step in and help Joel Embiid win a championship with the quickness. Let's hear from the Sixers GM. He was on earlier on 97 the 5 the Fanatic. Here he is talking about the Harden situation. James is a very good player. Right now, unfortunately, he does prefer to be somewhere else. I do have a long relationship with him. I'm attempting to honor that. But the reality is, if we do look at a trade, it's going to be for one of two things. It's either going to be for a player who continues to help us be right there like we were last year, or we're going to do it for something where we get enough draft picks and things like that in a deal such that we can then turn those into a player who can be a running mate with Joel as well. But if we don't get either a very good player or something that we can turn into a very good player, then we're just not going to do it. And if James were to turn his mind around, we would all be thrilled. You heard Joel's comments about that. But at this moment, he does prefer to be traded and we're attempting to honor that. Okay, we'll get into Joel's comments earlier earlier in the week that he was alluding to in just a moment. But in the meantime, um, it, it sounds Daryl Morey in that bite to me, and I didn't hear this earlier, but I'm hearing it now. Chad sounds so defeated because this is a guy who's already kind of gone through this, it, it vowed for vowed for him for James Harden and thought this would be a perfect marriage and it just hasn't been. And it's like frustration. Like he has requested a trade. I'm trying to honor that. We have a longstanding relationship, but the reality is we're in win now mode because we still have Joel Embiid on our roster and we might only have him for another calendar year. So we got to find a way to get someone then that can step in seamlessly so we can continue to go on this joyride. And, and look, if James Harden doesn't want to be somewhere, let's be clear, Chad. We saw that with the Nets. When he doesn't want to be somewhere, he will wear that on his sleeve. He doesn't play at a high clip. He wants to be on the bench. He's slow and sluggish. He doesn't have the same firepower. That has been made abundantly clear in the past. When he doesn't want to be somewhere, he'll let you know it. This is why character matters. You know, I, I, I think in the NBA, so often the GMs and get, get – enticed with the James Hardens and the and these guys who come in and their emotions dictate their play and allow them to essentially, you know, cancel that team season and be the bad apple in the locker room. So on one hand you think, well, I got these two guys together, we are now in a championship window, but really you've got yourself this massive, incredibly large headache that you're constantly trying to to manage. I just I just think that character character matters, and I know the Jordan Poole and Draymond Green thing happened in in Golden State, and that affected their season. But they found a way to be adults most of the time and get that team into a deep playoff run. I talked about it earlier in the show. The Denver Nuggets, where I, I'm here in Denver, 
they found a way to navigate a championship season without any crazy locker room stuff happening, without anybody pouting, with anybody talking about playing time and I'm not getting the ball enough and uh, I demand a trade and all that. This is what happens when you do this with Kyrie Irving or you look up, you hook up with James Harden. In the end, it's going to bite you in the butt and now you're trying to scramble how to get some kind of value back for this guy who doesn't want to be there and frankly, you don't want him there either if he's going to be the character that he's been. So what Daryl, and you're right, what Daryl Morey was referring to in terms of you heard what uh, Joel said the other day was the fact that he want Joel said, he, and I'm paraphrasing, he wants to win a championship, whether that's in Philadelphia or elsewhere. But obviously he's in Philadelphia and he would be elated. Again, I'm paraphrasing, he didn't use that word. But he would be happy to have James Harden alongside with him to try and accomplish that goal. From where I sit, that seems like the best place for James Harden to go win a ring is in Philadelphia. But what do I know? Joel Embiid, six hours ago, so this would be right around when this sound came out from Daryl Morey, tweeted this. I don't have too many words, exclamation point, exclamation point. It just doesn't make sense. So, I don't – look, we all we all speculated that James Harden wanted to be traded. We thought it was all going to be – we thought he wanted to go back to the Houston Rockets. Then it sounded like, well, it seems like he maybe wants to stay in Philadelphia. Now Daryl Morey is confirming, no, he indeed did request a trade. We're trying to honor that. But we need to find someone that we can trade for him that gives us the same level of talent or enough draft picks or something, draft capital, that we can trade for a veteran player like that. Okay, and it could be a long wait for in Philadelphia because those kinds of things don't just suddenly happen. You want to hear from Joel Embiid? Here is what he said on wanting to win a championship with the Sixers, and this is courtesy of AJ Torres one two three zero on social media. Here's Embiid. I just want to win a championship. Um, You know, whatever it takes. I don't know what that's going to be. Whether it's in Philly or you know anywhere else, I just want to have a chance uh, to accomplish that. I want to see what it feels like to win that first one, and then pick about you know the next one. Uh, You know, it's not easy. It's not easy. That's right. And it's certainly not easy if you've got a running mate who doesn't want to be there anymore. So, again, we've seen this with James Harden. When he doesn't want to be somewhere, he's going to let you know it. And if he wants a trade and they can't find a place for him. But, again, they bring in Nick Nick Nurse. They have a new head coach there in Philadelphia, no longer Doc Rivers, with a championship pedigree. Now, I know Doc Rivers did as well. But Nick Nurse has won one a lot more recently than Doc Rivers have. And it just feels like that is the best option for James Harden if he wants to ring Chase to go get one right now. But what do I know? The pressure is in Philadelphia, though. That is for sure to figure this thing out because time's a ticking. And Joel Embiid, as he said in that sound right there, he wants to win a championship, whatever it takes, sooner rather than later. Speaking of pressure, there's also pressure in New York. However, perhaps Robert Sala, and now we're moving to football, doesn't think so. Um, WFAN radio personality Joe is it Beningo? Am I hope okay? I'm saying it right. Explain how he recently enjoyed a round of golf with Salah. This might have been off the record if they're playing golf, guys. <laughs> I don't know, but he's making it on the record. So he played golf with Robert Sala, and the coach said there wasn't any pressure on the Jets. Here's the quote: The first thing I said to him was, "Coach, you got to win. The pressure is on, man. You got to win this year." And, and uh, the, the radio personality Beningo recalled this about his conversation. Salah said, ah, there's no pressure. No pressure. You better win opening night against the Bills on September 11th. You think there's no pressure? And I think what he said to me was, pressure is having seven kids. (laughs) Not essentially pressure on the Jets. Now, I can attest to, I don't have seven kids, but I can attest to the kids thing. 
However, sweets, <laughs> listen up, Robert Sala. There is pressure on you in New York this year. You can't just go and get a former MVP in, in Aaron Rodgers, who looked a little washed up last year with the Green Bay Packers, let's be clear, and think there's going to be no pressure on you after you've had blunder after blunder at the quarterback position. Yeah, I, I understand what Robert Sala is trying to do. That's What's what, he know, trying to do? It's it's coach speak. You know, we, I don't want to ratchet up the the uh, the outside pressure. We put enough pressure on ourselves. We you know we focus on ourselves every single day. All that coach speaky kind of thing. We're not going to be subject to the pressure from the the media. You know, all that stuff. And then he's got a you know a cute joke. And I've seen Robert Sala's family. He has a beautiful family uh, and and a ton of kids. I think they got to drive like a like one of those cargo passenger vans you get from the airport just to take everybody around town. But there is tremendous pressure. There's no doubt about that. When you get the quarterback under center that Jets fans have been waiting for, uh, there is tremendous pressure. That team was a playoff team short of a quarterback last year. Now they've got that guy in place. The, The conversation is not just about winning a playoff game, a winning division, the conversation is about the Super Bowl out there. So Robert Sell's got to find a way to toe the line between the incredibly high expectations that are outside that building, but there's also got to be some really good expectations within the building as they look around the locker room and go, we've got this piece, we've got that piece, we've got a running back, we've got a receiver, we've got a quarterback, we've got a good defense, we've got a highly paid defensive tackle, they've got all the pieces in place there, so there's tremendous pressure whether Robert Sala wants to publicly acknowledge it or not. Right, and that's exactly it. Like, they have paid, and they now have no excuse. Every position is accounted for. There's talent everywhere. There's really no holes, seemingly. And, Sala, you've been in New York far too long to use that as an excuse, too. Remind you, this is the same coach that said he was going to take receipts on everyone, keep the receipts on everyone who doubted him. But now you're going to say there's not any pressure? Come on. Now, this this did kind of seem like it was a little bit in jest. Like, they're playing around a golf, and he's joking about his kids. Like, I don't know how seriously we really need to take this comment. But And you're probably right, Chad. It is, it is coach speak. But I, I, I would have rather him say, uh, yeah, we have Aaron Rodgers as our quarterback, and we have a lot of really good young talent. The pressure is definitely on this year. And... And, and they have such a competitive division. Like, there's a lot of things at stake. Like, it's not like, you know, they're in the AFC South where it's a gettable situation. Like, this is a – this is this is it. This is it for the Jets. And, and they really have a two-year window with Rodgers, it feels like. Yeah, obviously the window's going to be pretty short considering his age. Not everybody gets to play, you know, to the mid-40s like Tom Brady. And I think we saw a little bit of decline of Aaron Rodgers' physical skill set, at least I thought I did last year. Um, and as an older player – your decline is not gradual. You tend to kind of fall off the cliff. So when is that going mm. to happen for Aaron Rodgers? Obviously, it's a very short window for him and the Jets. Uh, yeah, so Robert Sala's just got to, as a coach, I think you've got two ways of handling this. You can do what he's done and try to say there's no pressure, much to the you know chagrin of the public who recognizes, come on, man, that's just not true. Or do you embrace it and say, yeah, there is pressure, but there's, the, the pressure isn't greater than we put on ourselves. And we've got to find a way to show up every day and put the work in and all those coach speaking kind of things, I think it would be a little bit more palatable for us as media folks or as the public to say, yeah, man, I, I recognize it. We've got Aaron Rodgers. We've got the MVP. We've got to find a way to be better than what we were last year, and that's what we're working every day to do. So Jets report to training camp on Wednesday. It was reported yesterday. I think Shefty put it out there that 
they sold out the first, if I'm, I, forgive me if I'm not getting the details exactly right, but they sold out the first three days of training camp in like an hour or something. And they were going to add more days. Um, it, so the fans feel the pressure because they're already buying tickets. They're selling out training camp in less than an hour because they want to see what this football team's at all about before. I mean, this isn't even a preseason game. We're talking about training camp. So if, if the Jets brass doesn't feel it, the Jets fans definitely do. Because they know what they're set up for this year, and they have something they haven't had in so long, and that's a franchise quarterback, and one that they feel like they can trust. Aaron Rodgers, I agree with you, Chad, obviously had a drop drop off last year, but the year before that, he won the MVP. So it's kind of like, is there a happy medium? And I feel like the happy medium for the Jets would already be an upgrade. Happy medium. Uh, but I don't, you know, you don't make the move for Aaron Rodgers seeking the happy medium. You, you make that move to try to win it all. You hire Nathaniel Hackett, one of Aaron Rodgers' best friends, to come in and be his quarterback coach, really to, I think, just kind of keep Aaron happy there. So the pieces are certainly in place. The pressure, in my mind, has to be acknowledged. And you're going to be on hard knocks. Everyone's going to get a glimpse inside your football team, Robert Sala. Whether you acknowledge the pressure or not, there's pressure that comes with each of those things. Yeah, the hard knocks thing is going to be interesting because remember Sala also said he didn't want to be on hard knocks. Like that was not what he wanted at all. And so will they kind of remove some of the access as to keep it as less a distraction? You know, I was listening to, I said this the other day too, but I was listening to Bart Scott um, here on ESPN Radio a couple weeks ago because he was on the last squad with the Jets the last time they were on hard knocks. And he said, you know, we didn't even notice the cameras because we were such a veteran-laden team. Like, we didn't pay attention. We didn't care. It wasn't about that. It really gets more for the rookies. Now, this is outside of Rodgers. This is a pretty young team in the Jets. So this could cause a distraction. And obviously, Salah said he didn't want it in the first place. So will they limit that access so that there is less of distraction because they got to get to work, they got to focus, obviously, and they need to get acclimated with their new quarterback. That'll be interesting to see. Um, again, though, Jets reported training camp on Wednesday. In fact, today, I believe rookies reported for like five different NFL camps. Um, at the Falcons were one. I can't think of the others, but it's on. And, and Chad, in covering the NFL, I always felt like when training camp started, like season was here. Uh, there's no more. There's no more off season. It's done. Like we're full. We'll, we're full go. Is that how it felt from a player perspective as well? Oh, absolutely. The, even right now, this time of year, the the couple days before training camp, in my mind, I was already honing my competitive nature. I'm playing ping pong with my wife, and she's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm already in in training camp mode. I'm already." Focused on, you know, kicking butt. You're just my wife. We're having a casual game of ping pong here. Uh, so, yeah, these couple days here, the season has already started. You're just kind of waiting for to move into the hotel or to the dorms. Back in my day, yes, I'm aging myself with that one. Um, yeah, training camp has started. Football season has started. It is here. The conversations, the competitive thought process, and uh, the pressure, whether Robert Sala acknowledges it or not. Yeah, it's true. Okay, so training camp did open today for rookies of nine NFL teams. Excuse me, I said five. Nine. Uh, The Bills, the Chargers, the Chiefs, the Dolphins, the Falcons, the Niners, the Giants, the Ravens, and the Saints. Um, So it's like one-third of the league is already underway, at least in terms of rookies. And so it is here. Training camp is here. And so teams are starting to report. Uh, Patrick Mahomes did report to camp with the rookies. Of course he did. I mean, come on. I saw a clip today of Patrick Mahomes talking to Jalen Hurts. I don't I think it was from that that show, The Quarterback. And he um, 
he told him how he booked three months in advance an Airbnb in, in Arizona before the Super Bowl so that his family could be, you know, very close to where to the hotel where he was staying. And he booked it three months in advance before he even knew the Chiefs were going to the Super Bowl. And it's like Jalen Hurts didn't even know how to respond. He's like, this dude is just thinking on a whole different wavelength here. Nonetheless, Patrick Mahomes reported to camp with the rookies, uh, which is awesome because Chiefs were one of those nine teams um, that did have rookies report today. So NFL training camp is here. Jets report on Wednesday. And, you know, once training camp starts, the news cycle starts. We'll start getting all the information. Who's there? Who's not? Who's in shape? Who's not? Who's ready to go? Who's healed from injury? Et cetera, et cetera. Can't wait for that. Uh, but Chiefs are already in midseason form with their MVP winning quarterback reporting to to camp with the rookies. That's just amazing. Uh, okay, so this is Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80. I am Shay Cornette. Chad Brown here with you as well. Coming up here on CNC, ESPN Radio Rangums is going to continue. We're doing NFL jerseys today. And it's been a fun debate. We'll get back into it next on Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. From the top five NFL quarterbacks. Burrow. Touchdown, what a start. Two actually has one of the prettiest balls I've ever caught in my life. To the top five NFL fan bases. We're ranking the top of everything in the NFL. This is ESPN Radio's Rank Them. The top five jerseys. All right, top five jerseys. Here we go. KT and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80. Shay Cornette, Chad Brown here with you. We're doing our top five NFL jerseys on ESPN Radio's Rank Them. We'll get to Chad's list in a minute. He revealed that earlier. Here is mine. Number five. Number five. 
Number five, I got to go Bears. I didn't want to go higher on this because I didn't want people to feel like it was a homer pick. Uh, so I went Bears at number five. They're clean. They're classic. I love them. The navy, the orange, the white. Yes. Number four. Number four. Uh, my number four is the Dolphins. And I like the aqua. Um, nowhere else can people wa- rock Dolphins colors and jerseys. Same with, same. I feel the same about the Miami Heat. Like, I love their jerseys. It's so Miami. Uh, they're clean. They're, they got a little throwback element to them. Dolphins at number four. Keep it moving. Number three. I'm going to go Seahawks at number three. Not because it's classic. It's like the opposite of classic. It's cool. You don't have to be a Seahawks fan to think Seahawks apparel, Seahawks jerseys. It's cool. It is. It doesn't matter if the team's good, bad, and different. It don't matter. Uh, I just think they're cool. Um, any colorway, any way you slice it. So Seahawks come in at number three. Number two. Niners, red. Classic. Uh, just everything football for me. Um, I love Niners classic jerseys. I love what it represents. It gives me good memories of good Niners football teams. Um, it's awesome. So uh, 49ers at number two. Easy. It was hard. I went back and forth with the one and two. But Niners, red jerseys at two. Here we go. Top pick. Number one. Okay. Um, my husband is from Cincinnati, and so maybe that's why I like these so much. The white bangle jerseys for Cincinnati are so clean, and they are so cool. And for a team that had been in the gutter for a long time, they come out with some fresh players and some fresh fits. White Bengals jerseys at number one. So five, I've got Bears, fours, Dolphins, three Seahawks, two Niners, one white Bengal jerseys. What say you, Chad? Uh, I'm happy to see that we got at least two of the same in our top five. Uh, To review my top five, I went with the Chargers, the powder blue at number five. I joined you with the Chicago's, uh, Chicago Bears at number four. I think it's just such classic uniforms. I think the Steelers, uh, black uh, is great uh, at the number three. Las Vegas Raiders, I like the white and the black at number two. And I join you at number one with the Cincinnati Bengals. They're incorporating of the stripes in so many elephants, uh, elements of their uniform has been tremendous. Uh, I really can't argue with too many of your picks outside of the Dolphins. Uh, it's hard to feel like a badass in aqua. I'll just say that. Okay, and I, I will also add, yeah. Do you feel like sometimes they're a little cheesy? Because I could see, I think they're cool. Because, I, I, again, I feel it's so Miami. But do you sometimes think, like, same with the Heat. Do you think that the Miami jerseys can be a little cheesy? I, I do. And I certainly, as you would guess from my list there, I lean towards more of the classic NFL designs. Very few of the redesigns. Uh, do I like? I do like the Seattle redesign. I think it's actually better than their original uniforms. A very rare uh, upgrade amongst uniform updates. So I will give you that one there. And it was hard for me not to put them on the list considering I played for them a majority of my career. Uh, but these other uniforms and more classic styles, I, I lean in that direction. And I'm glad Jacksonville's gotten rid of the two-tone helmets and some of that other weirdness that was going on. The, dirt, the uniform conversation is always a, a bit of a strange one. But let me give you a, a very quick story here. I so my very time. first Pro Bowl, when you get into that locker room, you trade helmets. And I've got one Steeler helmet. The Steelers only gave me one helmet. 
very cheap organization compared to some other organization. I think Derek Thomas had like seven Kansas City Chief helmets. But anyway, I've got one helmet, and I'm looking around the locker room. Who do I want to exchange helmets with? What Hall of Fame guy do I want to exchange helmets with? And out of nowhere, Cortez Kennedy comes up to me, shoves a Seahawk helmet in my hand, takes my Steeler helmet. We sign each other's helmets. I go back upstairs after practice, and my younger brother is there with me. And he's like, dude, you got a Seahawks helmet? Those uniforms suck. Of course, literally three weeks later, I signed in free agency to become a Seattle Seahawk. And I wore those sucky uniforms for eight years. Okay, but they don't suck. Not anymore. They used to. They used to. Did they? Yeah, I feel like the throwback helmets are cool. The throwback helmet is, is, is decent, but the white jersey, particularly the real uniform, the white jersey with the light silver pants, it just wasn't enough of a contrast. Uh, they were never sponsored by Nike or any of the cool apparel manufacturers. For one year, our jerseys were made by Wilson, who makes the footballs. They, they were not really quality gear. I wasn't very happy with my uniform choices in Seattle. Okay, fair enough. Um, I'm, I'm curious here, Chad. Like, how much time did you put in like your your game day fits? Like, we know, like Deion Sanders, for example, would lay out his entire uniform combination on the floor in the locker room before a game. Did you do anything like that? I had a very particular way I had to wear my uniform. This was back before the rules changed, so you didn't have to wear knee pads. I just wore thigh pads, no hip pads or anything like that. My pants had to be cut short, right above the knee. I like to have long socks that covered my knee. I needed elastic on the sleeves of my jersey. Need to fit tight. Not like the super tight-fitting ones that some of the guys wear now, but had a tight fit. Uh, I preferred to have it where it had elastic on the bottom so I didn't have to tuck it in for freedom of movement. So I'm not quite prime time from a pure look standpoint, um, but I always did like to wear black gloves because in all the movies, if you're an assassin, you wear black gloves. You don't wear white gloves or blue gloves because you're a Seahawk. You wear black gloves. So all my career, I tried to wear black gloves because that's what all the bad dudes in the movies wore. All right. Then that's cool. So you did <laughs> you did care about your fit. Don't let anyone tell you differently. I got it. Um, all right. So this is ESPN Radio Rankums. We gave our top fives. Uh, Jersey NFL top five. Do you know what the next Rankum is, Shannon? Do you know what the Actually, next Actually, yes, is? I do, as I am uh, stalling here so I can pull it up on the schedule in my uh, email. So tomorrow's ranking here on ESPN Radio's Rankum Series, we're going at top five college football players that you should watch because your team stinks. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> top five players you should watch. So I'm sure Caleb Williams of USC is going to get a lot of love. Yeah. Raining so you're runner. basically saying if your team stinks, you should mm-hmm. watch these top five players so that you know who you might get on your squad in the draft next year. Got yeah, it. Marvin okay. Harrison Jr., yeah. Ohio State, should be Got a name it. to watch. Got it. Okay, so that's what we're setting people up for. All right, uh, so this has been fun, though. ESPN Radio's Rankums. Again, this is Canty and Carlin. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Just visit Progressive.com. Chad Brown, Shea Cornette filling in for the guys here this evening. Coming up, it's my favorite. It's the play of the night. Plus, if you won the Powerball, what is the first thing you're buying? It's also three and out. Stick around. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. Canty and Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. Oh, yeah, it's that time. Play of the night here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM, Channel 80. Shay Cornette, Chad Brown here with you. As always, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm not going to brag, Chad, but I have been pretty hot with play of the nights and picking home runs, okay? Okay. So here I go. My play, my play of the night tonight, Shohei Otani and the Angels are facing off against the Yankees. We talked a lot about Shohei Otani, if he's going to be on the move, perhaps get traded before the trade deadline away from the Angels, a team that could possibly do that, at least for a short-term rental, according to our Jesse Rogers that we talked to earlier today, would be the Yankees. So maybe Shohei puts on a little show for what could be his new team. Uh, Yankees have Domingo Herman pitching today, plus 200 you can get for Shohei to hit a homer tonight against the Yankees. I like it. Shohei homers tonight against the Yankees. And he he homered yesterday, and he bat flipped afterwards. Give me that, too. Shohei hits a homer, and he bat flips. What do you think? Uh, sure. Why not? When you're trying to make a great impression on a new employer, uh, no better way to do that. The Yankees, the Yankees could use a little flair with a bat flip. Yes, so let's go. I'll go with you. I'm with you on this one. Okay, good. Man, so plus two hundred. You, you gotta let that uh, that Yankee hate out your heart. Jeez. That's not a Yankee hate. I'm saying you might get Shohei Otani. How much more love do you want than Man, that, Shannon? Jeez. No Yankee hate. Let me go wash my hands. Get out of here with that. Uh, all right, that leads us to three and out. Here we go. Sometimes it's the worst. Worst. Sometimes it's the best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is Three and Out. Yep, it's time for Three and Out here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio Powerball. So, Shannon, uh, or or Chad, Powerball gets announced tonight. Is that the sitch? It gets announced tonight, the Powerball. Do we know? Does anyone know? No one knows. Crickets. I think it does. Crickets. I think it gets announced tonight. What we do know is the grand prize is a billion dollars. Okay? That's what we do know. So uh, what's the first thing you're buying? Chad, we've had like four hours to think about this, and yet still I'm coming up short. What do you got? Well, initially we we talked about ourselves and how we want a private jet and how we want this and that and the other. I even talked about a chef. And then our callers enlightened us with some more uh, altruistic things that they would do with their money. 
Um, you know what? Uh, I would update all the athletic facilities at my high school. I certainly have contributed over the years some of my NFL money to that effort, but uh, it's time for a brand new update at John Muir High School for the Mighty Mighty Mustangs. I get a billion dollars. I am calling the superintendent down at passing the school district and making sure the Mighty Mustangs have everything they need to be the athletic powerhouse that they once were. Okay, I like that. Um, I, you know, I had said I would take a lavish vacation. It sounds selfish. Charity was in the mix for both of us, too. But I also think I live far away from my family. So I think I would buy property closer to my family so that it would be easy to kind of go back and forth and there wouldn't be all this organizing. Um, so I think that's something I would do first and foremost as well. Uh, Roy, the truck drivers in Waco, Texas. Roy, if you won the Powerball, which, by the way, the drawing is tomorrow night, a billion dollars suddenly appears in your bank account. What are you doing? Oh, it's going to be a long dang gum day. Okay, first of all, I'm paying my brother's house off. I'm going to get my mom a new place. She's going to have a driver. She won't have to cook no more. She won't have to drive no more. I'm going to travel, and I'm also going to try to feed the homeless. But the very most important thing, I want to refurbish my both of my two, uh, 1986 GSXR 1100 motorcycles. That's got to get done. Good. You got a priority list, Roy, and I am here for it, and I like that. So I'm going to root for you to win that Powerball. And if you do, maybe you could send a little chunk to Chad and I, okay? Because I feel like you're Please. speaking it into it, <laughs> speaking it into existence. Thank you, Roy, for the call. Um, today, by the way, continuing with our three and out, is National Caviar Day. So Eric's on our board. Shannon's our producer. Neither have had it. Are you a caviar person, Chad? Absolutely, I am. I'm a seafood junkie. I will get on a plane for a great sushi meal. I have traveled to Tokyo uh, and spent uh, eight days in a prime dining district just simply for the amazing seafood. Caviar fits in that category. No doubt about it. Give me lots of caviar. I love caviar, too. I also am a seafood junkie. I love sushi. I love caviar. I love it all. Now, do I eat it on the reg? No. Would I love to? Sure. I also though dollars than you can. So yeah. What's it, what's it taste <laughs> like? What is the what is what, what can I expect if I went out here and tried some caviar? See, I do think it tastes tastes like a delicacy. Like I feel like you know you're eating something expensive, don't you think, Chad? I would agree with that. Particularly high end caviar. Uh, you know, if it's sturgeon caviar. Now there's you know all kinds of fish eggs, flying fish roe, which is a part of sushi, or salmon roe, ikora is what it's called when you get ordered from a sushi bar. All those kind of taste like small little salty pops of. Really good tasting ocean water, if that's possible. Um, but sturgeon caviar, the high end caviar they're talking about, has got a rich butteriness and saltiness that uh, is almost difficult to explain without having experienced it. Yeah, and you know what I also love about caviar, like the one he you're you're talking about. What did you call it? I, I don't even know sturgeon. Sure, yes, yes. Um, it comes with like fixins to yes. simplify it, right? Like chives, usually egg. You know, some sort of dash of this or that, um, which makes it more fun. And you can kind of cater it to your liking. And I love that. So National Caviar today. Shoot. I wish I had a date with my husband tonight to go have some caviar, but I unfortunately do not. So for those that can and are able, you go celebrate National Caviar Day here on July 18th. I, I will say, though, because I thought I was going to be squeamish. I had escargot for the first time a couple of months back, and I really yeah, enjoyed see, it. I don't, so. I don't get down with escargot. No, no, no. R- really? Too slimy. Oh, it was it's like buttery. It was good. Cooked. It's like slippery. I don't know. Nah, not when it's cooked. No thanks. I'll say this. I love Paris and, and uh, France, 
I don't love French food. Like a French baguette, sure. But like escargot, ugh, my cargo, no thank you. <laughs> That's not my thing. That's not my thing. Uh, a macaroon and some French baguette, I'll take. But like the rest of it is not really my vibe. So let me ask you guys, like, is there a popular food that most people like that you despise, that you can't eat, that you don't oh, that's like? That's a good question, Jan. Um, no, I, oh, olives. I think a lot of people like olives. I hate olives. If but I, I never, will drink a dirty martini, but no, no olives for me. If I never eat an, another hot dog in my life, I'll be so completely fine forever. That's okay. I'm good. I am good. Never eating a hot dog ever Just again. On the on the last minute to the Chicagoan, he says he never wants to eat a hot dog the rest of his life. It's fine. I'll be okay. But Chad, that hurt a little bit for me. That hurt a little bit. It's okay. Nice. Suck it up. Suck it up. I'm not 12 years old. It's not a birthday party. I'm not at a picnic. I'm a grown man. Dude. There are sausages. There are kielbasas. There's a million things that can go inside of a bun. I'm just good without never eating a hot dog again. But like at a ballpark. Like what about a baseball game? Like There's, there's, there's all kind of options at baseball games. I don't need a hot dog. Again, I'm not 12 anymore. I, I recognize there are higher food choices available. Higher end food choices. Hey, Chad, like would recent, you ever? I recently would, had a hot dog. Okay. So, Chad, I would get, you ever do gas station? No, sushi. <laughs> I just said I had caviar, Shannon. No, I wouldn't do gas station sushi or a hot dog. Quite frankly, no, I would not. No, no. I'm, not getting, I'm not getting the hot dog get off the metal rollers here. at Seven Eleven. I'm not doing Sick. that, and I'm not getting sushi at a gas station. I don't even know. Do gas station even? Shannon, what would does? you? Shannon, would you? Kevin Werner just chimed in and said he survived gas station egg salad. That's oh my disgusting. gosh, that's, that's disgusting. Choice. That's that should have been the question. What's the most disgusting food you've ever purchased from the most disgusting place? Chitlin egg salad. That's gross. Did you say chitlin loaf? Look it up. Okay, okay. I've had hog's head cheese, which is similar to chitlin loaf. Um, but I traveled to Indonesia and was out in the bush, and I ate some kind of wild rotten. So. That's okay. the topper for me. I'm glad we all finished this off at dinner hour with our grossest thing. This has been fun. See y'all later, Scanty and Carlin. Adios. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.